Welcome to episode two of season 16 of the Growing Empire Show. Today I am here with my special guest, Nick Sicilian, and we're here to talk about his journey from being an offshore engineer into the world of real estate investing. I think you will find Nick's approach to successful deal making, supporting a community of investors, and creating tools for people to be successful in real estate will be very enlightening. So I hope that you stay tuned. Welcome to Growing Empires, hosted by real estate entrepreneur and trusted investment advisor, Jennifer DeJesus. Growing Empires provides insight to building wealth through passive income-producing real estate investments for those who want to build and manage a more profitable real estate portfolio. Welcome, Nick, to the Growing Empire Show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Awesome. Let's kick off this episode with you sharing a little bit about your background and the work that you are doing now. Yeah, great. Thanks for asking. So my background is actually nothing to do with real estate, which is kind of crazy. But I think that's a lot of people. I I used to work offshore as an engineer in the... uh, oil field. So I used to work on some of the biggest ships in the Gulf on some of the biggest drill ships. Um, and then I transitioned into the family business, as I call it, because my brother was an investor. My wife worked at a title company. Uh, my mom used to be a realtor up in New York. And I got out because of my kids. They were getting older and it was just getting hard to be away for so long. So I got out of the entire nine to five rat race, as I like to call it. So um, I did that about five years ago, going on six years ago now. So hung up my boots and jumped wholeheartedly into real estate investing, just purely investing. Awesome. Well, today we're going to talk about transitioning your career from a, you know, from an engineer to a full-time real estate gig. And I've asked Nick to join me to share his wealth of knowledge that he's gained throughout the years on this subject. So we're going to jump right into some questions. Nick, can you share with me how your background in engineering and your experience as an offshore engineer influenced your approach to real estate investing? So right off the bat, like um, I had my my worries. I was talking to Tony. I was like, man, how am I going to get into that? How am I going to relate to people? Why? Why am at the time I was jumping into hard money lending, which is even more specific than just broad stroke real estate investing. Right. Uh, so I was like, how am I going to, how am I start going to learn about numbers and all that? And he said, he's like, you can learn all that. I don't, I don't need you to worry about that. I, you need to be able to speak to people. And as long as you can talk to people, you'll do fine. And that's, that's the reassurance I needed. Um, when I got into it, I was just learning from the fire hose, right? Drinking from the fire hose in a sense. Uh, I would go to every networking event. My wife hated me back then. Every <laughs> night I was at a different meetup of some sort, something local. Some only had 10 people in it. Some only had five people. In some of them had hundreds of people in them, right? So each one was different. Each one was a learning experience. I was talking to as many people as I could. Um, that's when I got started. I took my, my, at the end of the day, right, when I was building the company, me and Tony got together and we're like, all right, well, let's start branching out. Let's start adding different positions, different roles. And I pretty much just built it like I looked at an engineering space, right? As an engine room, you, you have, everybody has a hierarchy, everybody has their roles, their positions, and you have to start fitting people in to their specialties, right? So 
don't try to fit a round peg in a square hole, right? If they're if my specialty isn't in acquisitions, I shouldn't be talking to sellers. Uh, and that's what Tony and I found out real soon, real quick, right? I'm let him stay in his role. I'm going to stay in my role in the ops and uh, really flourish there. Awesome. So why real estate to begin with? What made you say no more engineering real estate? That's where I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. So it was a, it's a, it's a very readily available vehicle. Okay. I'm going to use the word vehicle for me. It was a vehicle for me to get out of, like I said earlier, the rat race. Uh, Damon, right. This is a, a Damon, the kid behind me. Uh, when he was four, he was nonverbal, right? So it was very difficult for me to go offshore and be away for months at a time. So I needed some vehicle to get out of that, right? I had built up my entire life as an engineer. I was in the offshore. I was building. Um, it was hard for me to get out of that, right? So I can transition to land in a sense, right? I can go find a different job. That job's not going to be high paying as was I making for being offshore, right? So there was that transition I had to hurdle. Um it's just a free market in real estate, right? You can do anything. You can be a lender. You can be an agent. You can be a contractor and just build a team of contractors, right? The the single family residential as a vehicle offers so many opportunities to so many different people to get out of that nine to five. I'm stuck in the in the business world. Sure. So what was the transition like from the engineering world to the realm of real estate? Was it like just one day cold turkey and we're just jumping in? Yeah, it's literally I flew off the rig uh, on shift change, you know, crew change, uh, hopped on the helicopter and that was it, uh, which was for me very, very daunting, very scary, right? Um, I went to college for five years. I should have been four, but you know, I was there for four and a half years and uh, got a whole engineering degree, went and got my certifications, my licenses. Those license tests are comparable to the bar exam for a lawyer. I let all that ride. I just, I didn't put into, you know, holding, I can't renew it. I let it all lapse. Um, And that was kind of like a gun to my head, right? I, I threw my entire Everything I was doing up until that point, I threw it out the window and I said, no, I'm going to make a change, right? I have the opportunity to live this life that I dream and I'm going to go do it. Okay. So now you're fast forward, you jumped into full-time entrepreneurship, right? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, where did you start first in real estate? Was it a specific segment of real estate? Was it, were you wholesaling? Were you flipping? You know, what did you do first? So I started um, as a hard money lender, right? So I got a job as a loan originator for a hard money lender. Uh, Tony was still doing acquisitions and wholesales, right? I partnered up with him. Uh, we would be doing both. We were doing hard money lending and uh, acquisitions, wholesales on our own. Um, and we kind of just grew it that way. Um, me on the lending end, him on the the investing side, right? Uh, I was helping him with the contractors, with the rehabs, uh, with the systems aspect of managing the teams. And then he was just focused on acquisitions, right? He is amazing at acquisitions. And then I was also doing 
30-year financing, DSCR financing. Uh, and that was also giving me another just uh, eye into the world of another part of real estate that you don't always get to look behind, right? That pull that curtain back. I was I was doing the, the loan origination. I was doing the um, I was selling notes to Wall Street. I was doing a lot of correspondent lending. So I was doing a lot of things that people didn't, you know, opening title, um, dealing with title issues, right? De everything that has to do with the file. With the lender, if you're doing 30 loans a month, you're dealing with 30 headaches a month, right? Sure. Uh, and then on top of it, you read your own deals on top of that. It's always, it's a steep learning curve. So yeah. that's how I got into it. And we just started building our team out based on what we wanted first, right? Uh, we're going to add a couple acquisitions, guys. This way, Tony doesn't have to do it all, right? Uh, and start branching out from there. When you had enough deal flow, we added a couple dispositions team to start handling the selling of our deals. Uh, we have admin roles all over the place, right? So just started growing out uh, bottom out, right? Um, building our foundation and then making sure we're not scaling chaos. Sure. So you were you were focusing on different arenas in real estate investing. You were mostly on the loan side. How did you, and you were building your team around you and your brother, I think you said it was your brother, right? Was yep. doing yep. some of the, some of the acquisition and stuff and you're building your team around you. So where, what does that look like today? Do you still do all of the loan side? Have you stayed kind of in that arena or are you doing other things? So back in January, I actually hung my lending boots up. Uh, you know, I did the oil field boots. Now I'm heading up the lending boots. Um, I got out when rates started going through the roof. Um, I stuck in it for another, um, you know, another season or two. But I, I was tired of being on the forefront dealing with sales on the lender side um, when I can just go and scale my own operations, right? So why am I building other people's empires instead of just going to build my own? I got tired of arguing with people over uh an, an eighth of a you know of a rate it's just ridiculous so uh no i pulled out in january and we went full i went full-time into only real estate for the past couple of years though we've been doing a bunch of different things uh to build our brand, okay, in a sense. So we've been doing, uh, we have the Sicilian Brothers that we paired up, me and Tony, and we started that years ago. Um, and then a couple years ago, we paired up with our new business partner, TJ Kosen, who also is in DFW and another social character, right? Uh, so we paired up the three of us, and we now are just a driving force in the market. Um, we're doing a lot on social media. We're doing a lot on the front side acquisitions or direct to seller. Uh, we started a mastermind to start helping and mentoring other people. Uh, we do a lot on YouTube constantly just talking for entrepreneurs in general, right? Just not only focused to real estate because real estate is so specific, but I mean, whether you're not working door sales or you're doing phone sales, right? It doesn't matter. They all have something to learn and grow off in one another. So, uh, and now our next venture will be debt, right? Uh, we're going to be raising capital for a debt fund. So that's, that's the next one. 
Okay. So unlike some investors that leave corporate America or their jobs, right, that they've sunk their life into and just going and buying the assets, you and your brother kind of took a completely different path with this. And you were kind of just bouncing around some of the different opportunities in the real estate world itself. What made you decide to do that versus just, oh, I'm going to buy a property and it's going to cash flow and I'm going to buy another one? So Tony had that already. So uh, let me let me step back and just clear, clean that up a little bit, right? Tony, again, we already had the the single man operations, right? He didn't have a big team. It was just him buying and selling. Uh, he had a couple um, home investor franchises in the past, like so. He's been doing real estate for a while. Why would I come in and then try to jump in and change that operation? So. Sure. I had the opportunity to get into as a loan officer. That was my foot into the door in real estate. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to go learn about wholesaling and try to go door knocking and get my own leads, right? Um, that Again, that was, that was pre-discussed and pre-planned out with me and Tony when I was like, all right, well, what is it going to look like? Am I going to Am I going to have to go boots on the ground and start door knocking and learn that way? No, I don't have to. Thankfully, I had that that uh, security there for Tony that he can no he he can keep doing his daily operations acquisitions. I'll jump into the loan origination side, get that up and rolling. Uh, we were partnering on everything, so I'm again. I would come in. I would start helping with the rehabs and stuff like that. We were doing the rental strategy and, and building the portfolio, but we kind of got we're I like to call us cats in a sense. We're very particular, right? We like our stuff and we don't like like I don't I don't want to manage uh rentals and all that. We had them, we started building them, then I started again DSCR financing. So I've been doing refinances for the past five years. Rates went through the roof, so trying to get something to cash flow for that. Well, it gets a little bit tougher, right? As rates go higher. So what can you do to still cash flow? Well, you can start holding notes instead. So instead of trying to refinance properties, you can owner finance them and then kind of morph, right? So that's been our five-year evolution, right? We've been evolving this entire time, but we've been growing the entire time also. So that's what I'm so ecstatic and proud of, right? We started as a two-man team. We're up to 11 plus out. That's only staff. That's in the building, you know, on acquisitions, dips, positions, and admin. We still have countless crews outside of the building that we're employing. So I'm very proud of what we built. Yeah, it's really awesome. Actually, I got the opportunity to meet TJ. Uh, he was actually a guest on our podcast. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. A few, few months back. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah. It was a great, great conversation. So how did you actually meet him? Uh, at a networking event. When I first, when I was a lender, uh, I used to be his lender and we just hit it off. We, we were worked great together. Like I said earlier, right? You have to find people that if we're both great at acquisitions, why are we going to be, why are we going to be partners? Right. Sure. I'll go do it on my own. Right. So there are, he hates talking to sellers. He, I'm sure he told you that. Right. Yes, so yes. he gave it right off to Tony. Hey, Tony, you love talking to people. Go do it. Uh, same thing. Right. Uh, we joined together for those same reasons. Uh, 
after a while, we, we started testing our waters together. We did a couple wholesale deals and then we did a, a couple flips and hotels and I'm like, all right, this, this actually is a, a mutually beneficial. Everybody agrees on their goals and everything aligns. And so we paired up about two years ago now. So it's been fun. So how powerful do you, or would you say, or how, how important was your beginning stages of those networking events to you, to your career as a whole? Um, uh, I can't even describe how necessary they are, right? Um, that's the word I'll use. They are necessary. If you want to get into this business, you're going to have to go and rub some elbows with people. Okay. Um, you can be a very successful investor and stay a one man operation. You don't have to scale like we have. We, we started growing this mastermind and that's when I'm, t when I'm doing sales for the mastermind in a sense, and I don't want to call it sales because we don't push anybody, but it is a paid mastermind, right? So when I'm having these onboarding conversations, stuff like that, and Sometimes people get worried that we're going to force them to scale, right? Because they're going to mimic our, our operations. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The reason why we're building this is so you don't have to, right? Lean on other people, right? There are people in your network that you're going to go to for advice and then reciprocate somehow, right? Sure. Everything out there is free. Knowledge is free, but it's who you know, it's how you can implement that stuff. That's all that really matters, right? So going out, um, if I didn't go out one Thursday, I would never have met TJ maybe. And then I would not have built this building, you know, the, this, this whole operation that we have. So um, getting outside of your comfort zone, pushing yourself, going to every networking meeting, picking up every phone call, going to see every open house, right? All of that matters. The episode will continue in just a moment. As an investor, we know it's important to stay on top of market trends and real estate opportunities that add value to your portfolio. We also know that having a trusted source of reliable information to help you stay a step ahead of other investors is critical to your success. If you're interested in having these types of resources, as well as access to me and my team, I invite you to join the Empire Investment Club, a free service that gives you an easier way to make sense of today's and tomorrow's real estate opportunities. As a member of the Empire Investment Club, you'll get access to relevant resources and investment-focused experiences such as live interactive webinars, market trend presentations, and investor socials designed to equip you with what you need to succeed. So whether you're an active investor, passive investor, a combination of both, or just starting out, the club is where you'll get what you need to build a portfolio you love. To join, just head over to jenniferdehesus.com, sign up, and we'll see you in the club where everyone's on a journey to becoming a better investor. So let's talk about the community that you have around you now, right? So, you know, it goes from a couple of networking events, you meet TJ, you're in with your brother, he's got some experience, you all have different connections, right? How did you continue to build that supportive community around you and build your employee base? Was it, again, just continuously through networking events, rubbing elbows, or was there something else that you did? Social media was huge. Um, we we went out. We started actively forcing ourselves to take selfies. All right, people underestimate the power of a selfie, but it it actually connects you to everything. Right, so 
just forcefully uploading and showing what your day-to-day -day life is, okay? Um, I used to tell everybody, when if you're doing your first flip or first rehab, when you're at Home Depot, just take a photo of tile selection, right? And just have that as a post. And the more you get out there, the more people will recognize you and say, hey, that person does X, Y, Z, right? If you're a roofer, take a selfie on top of a roof. If you're a flipper, take a selfie at a, at a, at a flip, right? And it sounds so basic, but it really is that simple. Just getting content out there, letting everybody know this is what you're doing, X, Y, Z. You'll actually start building a mini following without you even realizing it. Right. So when you go to the networking event and you start rubbing elbows with people, somebody will just come up to you and say, hey, X, Y, Z, I'm really uh, I like what you're doing. Uh, keep doing it. Right. And it's all of a sudden you're like, wow, that that's working. Let me keep doing it. Um, we've done that tremendously um, and it's been beneficial throughout. OK, so tell me more about this. REIAF mastermind. Let me let me hear more about this. Yeah. So we I when I was starting out network we I was sponsoring events, right? I was going to five events a week at least. It was painful. Um everyone the 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 mastermind aspect of it, right? The networking part of it was always the golden nugget. All right. So you always go, you talk to people for an hour, you exchange as many business cards as you can. And then the sponsors will come up, do a little song and dance. And then somebody's going to come up and tell their sad life story. And that's it. For the next two hours, you're listening to the sales pitch in a sense. Um, we, we got we got tired of that. So we stepped back and we, again, on social media, we just started throwing out free nuggets constantly. Um, we had people that came up to us and they wanted more. They want, all right, how do we do X, Y, Z? How do we do this? How do we? So then we started building an online, I don't want to say course. I don't like the word course, but we built an online uh, vault, if you will of just real estate data, of real estate tips, tricks, uh, videos, how to do this, how to do that. And just brand like our mastermind group itself has, has contributed to that, right? We've got door knocking segments on it, uh, list pulling segments on it from the actual mastermind, right? Like know your specialty. I'm not the specialist at everything, but I know I can connect you with somebody that is a specialist. Um, and that's what we started providing for people. And it's really took off, right? We get a lot of reward out of it, you know, self-reward, self-validation, uh, if you will, right? Helping people, they would come back and just tell us how how appreciative they are. And when you hear that, you're like, wow, all right, that's why I'm doing it. All right, I'm not, I'm not out here just trying to charge people 20 grand to, to learn how to wholesale. I'm trying to teach people how to be an investor and wholesaling is just a disposition strategy. So I always tell people, you're not a wholesaler, you're an investor. Go from there. Awesome. So in your perspective, what truly constitutes generational wealth and how can you work to build that through real estate? That's such a, that's a, that's a trigger word for us in here because we don't believe in in that, right? Um, generational wealth usually gets squandered by 
the youth, right? It goes away real quick. So as much as I want to build generational wealth, statistically speaking, my kids or my kids' kids are going to piss it away and ruin it. So um, everything we're doing is for us at the end of the day, but it is also for my kids. Um, everything that I'm building, I'm making my kids in the other room right now, actually, uh, everything I'm doing, I'm making sure that they're involved. I'm doing it with them. I'm going to leave them something that they can have. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, oh no, screw them. They're not going to have anything. No, I'm building everything. And hopefully one day I do get to leave them a nest egg, but generational wealth, we always say is, is kind of like a, uh, a fallacy, right? It's not real. Um, it would be amazing though, to hand over, uh, about 2000 notes to them and say, Hey, here, manage this. You're now a bank. Banks are usually safe. So that would be my goal. Awesome. So what would you say and everything that you've done, um, whether it's a combination of you and your brother and TJ, or just you specifically yourself, what would you say has been your biggest win thus far in real estate investing? Dollar, like one deal or overall? Overall. Well, either you can tell me whichever one you want to tell me. No. So I would say building, building the team, building everything that we have, being able to sit down um, this past week and do Q, uh, Q3 reviews. Do you know how, like, that's amazing that I get the opportunity and the ability to say, hey, let's sit down and, and reevaluate how my sales team did for Q3. Where are we going for Q4 and Q1? What are your goals for Q1? And now I'm going to help my team do that, right? There, That is so much pride and, and satisfaction in that, right? So building everything for me has been my, my driver and, and such, right? So I'm proud of what I have. It's not one single deal, right? The, the market it it does hopefully always tick up but there's ups and downs everywhere so sure what would you say has been your worst mistake so far or the wish the thing that you wish you had a do-over button for man there's so many right but i don't think there's as long as you're not making the same mistake twice right that is one of our strongest mottos that we live by um there's no mistake that i i think i would go back and I say it, not do, but um, none of them have been like, oh, I fell off the side of a building. Um, they've all been survivable. They've all been educations in some way. So as long as you're looking back and you're able to learn something from them, not make the same mistake twice, you you know, you're, you're learning and you're better in yourself. If I... I, I would punish myself by saying there's so many, so many times I can look back and with hires, right. With, with people that I hired or, or stuff like that, I probably should not have hired them. And that's, that's on myself. I failed them by hiring them and not, you know, I failed myself. Right. And it set me back. So. I think uh, that mindset range true to something I was reading on your website and it was just keep going, right. Keep going. That's our motto. Yeah. 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 So um, I, it's interesting to hear you say that because, you know, sometimes when I ask people, what, what was your worst mistake? Sometimes their worst mistake could be something that cripples them, whether it's physically or mentally, right? Mm -hmm. It cripples them and then they give up, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think you very eloquently said it is that, you know, there's been a lot of mistakes, but those mistakes have been 
part of the growth that allows you to kind of be where you are today and will propel you into the future. That's awesome. I tell everybody, you're going to pay an education, right? You're, you're either going to pay it in a loss, you're going to pay it in something, right? You're going to pay it to a, a teacher or a mentor. You're going to pay an education one way or another. Um, if you're paying the same education fee twice, right? If you're making your mistakes twice and you're not learning from your mistakes, there's an issue there. Go back, look at yourself. Yep. Awesome. So what would you say is your superpower in this industry? What sets you apart from others? I'm a, uh, I'm a big positive jelly bear, right? Like uh, <laughs> I'm a coach uh, at heart. I like to reward people when they, they do good. I like to smack them on the wrist when they do bad, but I'm, I'm a big, uh, big supporter. That's really what I'm good at. Making sure every, like even again, through networking, right? I, I reach out to people, I check in on them and Hey, how's that XYZ going with you? You know, oh, great job, you know, and just clap it up for them, even when they don't think like it's a win. It's a win. Boost them up. It doesn't hurt. It takes nothing off me to to help somebody else, right, and say good job. So what's the one thing that you know now that you wished you knew five years ago when you got started? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um. Uh, don't trust everyone, right? Like they, they, I, I'm an Italian. Uh, I will invite everybody over for Christmas dinner, right? Like I invite everybody to my house. And so for, for me, it was difficult separating business from personal life. And I still am that way, right? We're very, I got my kids behind me in the photos, right? Like I'm very right. homey. Um, so I will in, invite people into my house and give them the knife to stab me in the back. And then I ask people, don't, right? Um, in this industry, people, people are always going to look out for themselves, right? So keep that. I'm not I just spent the last half hour talking about networking and, and everything, right? So sure. so keep that open, right? At the end of the day, make sure you're you're understanding that this is business. People are only going to look after themselves. And and with that being said, don't trust the wholesaler's numbers, right? Like it goes through and through sure. everywhere. Always go back and make sure you're trusting and self-validating everything. Good point. What is the one thing that I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't have anything. Do you have any, uh, quick tips for me, uh, you know, to kind of bring this full circle for any strategies, tips, or insights into successful deal making? People, uh, yes, 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 yes. People don't understand how to calculate a deal. Okay. So True. golden nugget, and this is such, it's free, right? Everybody knows this in real estate. You're, it's, Typically, the calculation is 70% of ARV after repair minus, you know, minus repairs is your offer price, right? So if the house is worth 100000 ARV, okay, and it's $20,000 repair, right? 70% is $70,000 minus $20,000. you are going to buy it at $50,000, right? That's your, your goal. So many wholesalers don't even know that. So many people getting into it don't know how to calculate how to get an offer price okay they're just saying oh i know i can move this and make five grand or stuff right they're trying to they know that they can move it and work it off of a profit if you're not 
working off of some strategized acquisition, how to buy it based on a, a sound science, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're going to have so many drop contracts. You're going to have people that you're failing on this, on the purchase side, right? Cause if you're helping someone for an acquisition for, uh, maybe they're getting kicked out of the house for, uh, foreclosure, uh, if they're getting kicked out for foreclosure, right, you're up against it. So if you're telling them, no, I can definitely close, I'll, I'll give you this price just to beat out the competition, you're, you're screwing them over too. So don't do that. Know how to ac actually get your calculations and buy. Okay. How can my listeners get a hold of you if they want to learn more about your masterminds and some of the, the things that you offer? So we're on websites, you know, so we have thesicilianbrothers.com. We have reiaf.com. We have the Sicilian Brothers uh, YouTube page. We just broke 75,000 subscribers. So we're kind of excited about that. Congrats. Uh, we have uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of them. So okay. love, if anybody has any questions, issues, just reach out. I'm always here. So I'd love to help anybody. Awesome. Well, Nick, it was great talking to you today. And, you know, we wish you the most success and, you know, glad to have you as a part of the real estate network and community and the family and uh, just wishing you guys all the best in the future. Thank you for all that you're offering and you're bringing to the table. And I think it's fantastic. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for listening to my interview with Nick Sicilian. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. And until next time, take care. For more information about how Jennifer can help you plan, develop, and manage a strong real estate investment portfolio, visit growingempires.com.